0: Heading back, find the book of Luke. The letter Luke wrote. We'll be back in chapter one. As you're finding it, just want to create the connection from last week in the fact that we saw Gabriel hang out with Zechariah in the temple. You know, Zechariah was in the temple for his week of service, and, and Zechariah and his bride had been had been begging for a child. For years. For years upon years, they'd been begging for a child. And Zechariah's in the temple. And Gabriel pays him a visit in there and says, what you've been begging for is coming to pass. And Zechariah kind of stopped in his steps, you know, and and didn't quite understand how all that was going to happen, had some doubt. and, and, And Gabriel reminded him who he was talking to. He said, man, I stand in the presence of God. And I'm telling you that you're going to have a child. And because you, had, because you didn't believe, you're going to be struck mute. I'm not, you're not going to be able to speak until your child's born. No, oh, by the way, you're going to name him John when he's born. And so what we're about to catch up to is, is the aftermath of that when Zechariah. So now Zechariah is coming out of the temple and he can't speak. And so you'll see that even in there that the people knew that he had an encounter. So picture yourself the most excited you've ever been in your days. And you can't say a word. He's coming out being told that he is about to have a child that he has begged for forever. Forever that he's been told by God sent Gabriel to him to send this message, and he can't say a word. you imagine that he was trying to and just nothing coming out? And then him going home? He couldn't text ahead of himself and go, Elizabeth, you ain't going to believe this one. <laughs> there, there was no calling her up saying, Elizabeth, please be home. When I get home, you aren't going to believe it. Elizabeth is probably just doing what Elizabeth did throughout her day, and her man enters the room and he can't talk. I don't. I don't. He enters the room and he can't talk, and yet he's going to tell her that they are about to have a child. And not only are they going to have a child, they're going to have a child that is going to prepare the way for the Lord. They probably didn't have enough writing tablets. If they used chalk, if they used rocks, whatever he used, he was wearing it out. And so the excitement and the joy, can you imagine for Elizabeth and Zechariah? And so they start living their life. And, and gang, I can't help but think the questions that were asked Zachariah, especially by his priest buddies, the ones that wore the cloth with him. Zechariah. What was it like? What did he what did Gabriel sound like? Did he really say God sent him? Can you imagine the questions? And from Elizabeth, are you sure? Zach, are you positive? And he'd be positive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because we find here in Luke 1, verse 26, we see that, and we pick this up, Elizabeth is very pregnant. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, uh, how many months are you? Six. Hey! <laughs> yes. Coach. All right. Stand up just for a second, do you mind? Come on. Look. Yeah, I had a girl. Hey, and don't you know, look at the smile on her face. And don't you know? That Elizabeth, because this is in the day, thanks Luke, this is in the day when you, if you didn't have a child, you were, a, you were an outcast. You were, There was something wrong with you. And so for years she was begging, Lord, will you please just let me have a child? And don't you know, man, that when she was walking up down the streets that she was prancing that belly out there? She wasn't wearing cloaks. I just don't believe that. She said, I'm not wearing that cloak, Zachariah. That's, all, that's, that's covering up John, man. <laughs> uh uh-huh. uh I'm proud of this, huh? <laughs> so we see it's in the six month in Elizabeth's pregnancy. Gabriel didn't get much of a time off on this one. Six months, God taps him again and sends him to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. Mary, she was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. <laughs> Verse 29, Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Quick time out. The engagement times in this culture, now you've got to remember the age. She's 13 to 16, somewhere in that age. We're not real sure of Joseph. Some people think he's, he's considerably older, but he's older. We do know that he is a man that is working. Okay? And so in that, when you got engaged, it was like you were married. And so whatever that time frame was, it, it did shock her that here she's getting, number one, a visit from, from Gabriel. So you're 13 to 16. And so here comes this angel of the Lord appearing to you and says, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. And he goes on in verse 30, he says, Don't be afraid, Mary. The word is the same Greek word as grace. charis, C-H-A-R-I-S. And it means that He has found great joy in Mary. That God has found great loveliness in Mary. That God delights in Mary. Plug your name in there. And guess who else God has great joy for? God delights in Zoe. God has found favor in Luke. Put your name in there. And that's how He sees you. And so He goes on and He says, and He will reign over Israel forever and His kingdom will never end. Now look, gang. Mary had... She had a little, she had a little uh oh moment. She just kind of went, How can it be? Because, see, for her it was impossible. She had given herself to a man already. And so she knew that she hadn't been with this man that she had said yes to named Joseph. And so she was going, How how can this be? That's impossible. I've not given myself to anyone. And yet, what Gabriel is about to tell her, he says, and she says that. Look in verse 34. It says, But how can this happen? I am a virgin. And Gabriel the angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and He will be called the Son of God. And then and Gabriel goes on and, and, and helps her and connects her to Elizabeth and tells her says, hey, oh, by the way, your cousin Elizabeth? She's pregnant. She's in her sixth month and she's expecting a child. And, and I gave that information to her as well. God is making the impossible possible. Because look, He just says it. He says in verse 37, He says, for nothing is impossible with God. I love how the NIV renders it. It says, For no word from God will ever fail. What's God telling you that you just think's not possible? For hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, the people are waiting for the Messiah. You're thirteen to sixteen years old, and you've just been told that you're going to be the one that will deliver the Messiah. And that your cousin is pregnant also with the one that's going to prepare the way for him. And look at her response. Verse 38. I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. And so the thing is, is that Mary is drinking this in, gang. And just like for us in life, think about times when you have received information that just seems too good to be true. Or think about times when you have received information or things in life that have happened to you that you think that you're the only one in the world that that's ever happened to. You're just dying for someone to say, me too. You just hope upon hope that someone could jump in the boat and go, Man, don't hey, me too. I understand how you're feeling. And so Mary, it doesn't take her long because remember, Gabriel told her about told her about her cousin, and so she packs bags and heads to Elizabeth. So we see that in verse thirty nine. It says, A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea. To the town where Zachariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. Now, gang, this ain't just this isn't a jump in your car and I'm gonna head down the street. It's about a 90 to hundred mile journey. So I'm pretty sure that Mary wasn't gonna travel this alone. And so whether she and we're not sure that Joseph went because you don't see him in any of the dialogue here, but she went and she got there. And so 90 to 100 miles on foot or in a caravan, that takes a few days to get there. Right? And look what happens when she gets there. Now remember, she's not calling ahead saying, hey Elizabeth, can I come and hang out with you for a little bit? I hear you're pregnant. (laughs) Elizabeth's doing what Elizabeth's doing. And then here comes Mary walking in. And look what happens. Verse 41. At the sound of Mary's greeting. Elizabeth's child leaped within her and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women and your child is blessed. Now gang, I, I don't know, but I just have to think that when you girls know how y'all do this. Oh my gosh! Girls, can you believe it? No, I can't believe it. Can you believe it? No, I can't believe it. You're pregnant. I know I'm pregnant. You are too. Don't you girls do that? Something like that? Something like that. Is that kind of close, Mom? There was crazy excitement. Hey, crazy excitement. You're walking into a room where a woman had been begging for a child all of her life. Now she's getting her possible made. Her impossible is now being made possible. Here's another girl that says there's no way that can be possible, but yet it is. And I'm believing. Let it be as the Lord has said. And they have come together. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it wasn't a stoic moment. It was going. How can this be, Elizabeth? Do you believe? Are you sure? Do you believe, Mary? Yes. I think. I know I'm pregnant. Elizabeth's going, man, my baby's in here jumping like crazy at the sound of your voice. Why am I so honored? 43. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. That was John's first instant message, wasn't it? Man, the Messiah is on the scene. The Messiah is on the scene. This day is changing. This world is changing. The Messiah is on the scene. Let Him give birth. Let me out of here, Mama. <laughs> and 45 says you are blessed look gang what's your book say you are blessed why because you, believed. you believed that the Lord would do what he said now please don't let me I need some me twos here please don't let me be the only one that at times when I know that God is wooing something through me that I wave it off I'm going ah Lord no uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to do that one. I don't believe that. Am I the only one rowing here? No. Got some folks that will jump the boat with me? Amen. But I'm seeing it says, because you believe. And so here's a picture that I want to paint. Remember the ladies. There's no social media. Gang, there's none of this. There's none of these. I want you to think just for a second the mentoring that took place. Because see, we see that Mary stayed for three months. She wasn't just in and out. She goes, okay, I'll see you, I'll see you later. I'm going to go take the 90 mile track back. Man, when you, when you made a trip like that, you hung out. You stayed. What were the conversations like? What, what do you think there was prayer going on? <clears throat> Zachariah and Elizabeth were lifers in showing people how to be bridges to what was sitting inside of Mary's belly—the Messiah, the once-for-all-time sacrifice—was sitting inside her womb, and so they knew what that meant, what he was going to fulfill. So can you imagine some of the conversations that Elizabeth and Mary had? Just the deep richness of those conversations in the prayer life. To get them through those moments. I believe Zachariah was on the scene so much with her. I think he was fathering her through this. I think Elizabeth was doing the same. And their bond that they had in those moments would have been incredible. Think about anyone in your life that you have that type of relationship with. And that all of us seek that, right? But yet, sometimes we don't think that we're worthy to have that type of relationship. You think it's impossible. God makes those moments possible. God is a deliverer of possible from your impossible. So they go on. Mary stays three months with Elizabeth and returns. And when she returns, she's very much pregnant as well. <laughs> Right? And we'll take a quick snapshot here at Joseph. But here's one thing you got to remember, gang. Mary was to be married to Joseph, right? She's coming back very pregnant. That's adultery. They're still living in the day of the law. And if you were to go back and scroll back and look in Leviticus, you would see that if you were found guilty of adultery in those days, you would be stoned to death. Joseph knew that. He knew that. He had decisions to make for himself too, didn't he? Because at some point, Mary had to say, Joseph, this is what has gone down. Do you believe? And we see what Joseph, what his, what some of his thoughts were. Flip back over to the left to Matthew real quick. This is chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1, verse 19. This is a quick look in at Joseph. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus for He will save His people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through His prophet. Verse 23, Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call Him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. Gang, tremendously difficult for him, I believe. <clears throat> Think about times when you don't want to tell family members something that's going on because you're afraid of what they're going to say. And here's Mary, pregnant as she can be, and she's telling the world, I have been the Most High, the power of the Most High has overpowered me, has overshadowed me, and has conceived me with the Messiah. Are you believing? And she's saying, I want you to believe that what you think is impossible is possible because everything is possible through God but she's in a culture where women are frowned upon. And Joseph, the courage for him, men, he protected. He did not drop the rifle. He did not run. Men, he stood right there and believed his bride. Even when he had doubts, he stood with him within. He said, man, if we're going down, we're going down together. Because I, Mary, believe that you too were overshadowed by the power of the Most High. And He makes my impossible possible by believing. And through our believing, we are blessed. doesn't make it easy. By no stretch of the imagination was this road easy for them to walk, gang. But one filled with blessing, you better believe it. So here's what I want us to leave us with. What are those areas in it you lie in your life that you've pushed to the side and you've deemed impossible? I don't know what they are <coughs> but for most of us, there's things in our lives like relationships, maybe the way that life is just really transpiring for us or not transpiring for us in the way that we want. And we've just kind of written it off. What are those areas in your life that you've deemed impossible, but through God, it can be possible? Because here's the one thing I'm seeing. I'll go back to verse 37 where it says, Nothing is impossible with God. In verse 45, you are blessed because what? I'm not believing how I want it to look. I'm believing in the messenger. I'm believing in the one that's telling me that it's going to be this way. And so here's something. This is the last thing I want to close with. Look at the just picture the word impossible in your mind. What are the first two letters? I'm. Maybe I'm in the way of the possible. That's That's (laughs) 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 That's funny. Maybe I'm in the way of the possible. So gang, let all things come through God that are possible. Let God be God. All right. I love y'all. Father, in the name of Jesus. I know we'll kind of scuffle around here a little bit. People are going to get in position. We're going to let them do that. Lord, I want us to focus in on this moment. Emmanuel. God with us. And Father, I'm looking at a room full of folks that you are indwelled yourself within. So not only are you with us and you came to be with us, but Father, you're in us. So, Lord, I thank you for that. Lord, we are going to participate in the, what was originally called the love feast, the communion, the bread, and the cup. And Father, before that day came, there was You as a baby in a manger. So Father, what we are celebrating as we sing and we pray and we And we have a meal together as a family, Father, that in our living room here, that we're having a meal together celebrating the fact that we believe, and yes, we are blessed. That, Father, that we believe that the possible has come through You, Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, as we pick up the bread that represents Your body, and we dip it in the cup that represents Your blood, that, Father, that when we take... That we're saying that we believe the empty tomb of Christ that gives us the power to celebrate and move through the impossible. So Lord, we love You and we thank You for this moment. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.